0: Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa
1: is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. A very good morning to you and welcome to this week's installments of Beyond Governance here at 101.9 High FM. Uh, My name is Nimrod Opambender and I am pleased to share this space and time with you as we continue to push the governance envelope uh, a little bit further. I'm sure everyone knows how how good we are in in really making uh, pronounce of beautiful uh statements, but we we seldom really make a, a huge difference where it matters most. Uh, I suppose we that's a kind of the challenge of being a South African. We constantly need to have these kinds of conversations wherein we evoke thought leaders uh, who come to the show to give us the expert opinions on what really matters in and around our country. If you miss any of our show, not to worry, simply visit our website, which is www.hi.fm.com and look for Beyond Governance link and uh, find all the podcasts and share your thoughts with us via our SMS line, which is the three four four nine. And of course, your views and handles are most welcome through my Twitter handle, which is at drbenem.com. Before we get into the gist of our conversation, uh, which in the main, I am joined by Fred Kumano, who is a journalist and renowned publisher. My Mutubats, a TV and movie producer, as well as Prophet, a renowned poet and voice artist. They will be giving us a sense of their perspective on the world of creative arts or the world of arts, as it were. What has been the trials and tribulations and what are the, some of the solutions they are proposing to take this phenomenal enterprise to different heights? Before we get to that conversation, uh, as I know, I often want to throw in a, a a thought on what I think is quite intriguing. We all know that how pervasive and intriguing the interface between the writer and the current board, which uh, has led to a sacking by the end before the end of his contract. That's one, uh, one thing that I really want to have a, a, a thought around, actually the interface between executives and management. What does not make sense to me, uh, is why the writer did not bring the board of, uh, under the leadership of Mpamakwana into his confidence before media exposé. We all know that corruption and web of maladministration and sabotage, all the bad things that you can think about have been an through the Zondo uh, Commission. Uh, but, what does not make sense to me is the undermining of the basic governance posture, particularly of that of an ailing entities such as EsCO. My reference point is very clear: Companies act and can reports are categorically clear on the importance of the boards and executive managers to exercise duty to, to care, uh, diligence and, and are required to, to act in the best interest of the company. And i 'm not sure if a person the of stature go to public without necessarily going through internal processes addressing these kinds of issues. I would imagine if i 'm the chairperson uh, like in pomaan, hearing all the manner of things on radio, uh, that certainly puts me on a back foot and certainly uh, question the trust level between myself and the executive so so these are some of the issues that we need to really be very careful about. No one says the quest to unearth and put forward all the shenanigans. It's incorrect, but the point is there are protocol that needs to be observed. The point is the, the, the relationship, the board as the accounting authority is duty bound to make, and make sure that everything that happens under its nose has been carefully thought through. It doesn't mean a freedom of expression has uh, been hamstrung. It doesn't mean uh, executives can't voice their views, strong views, on certain issues. I'm raising a principal issue here that it would have been very important for him to have a sidebar with his um, board chairperson, Pomokman in this particular instance. The reason why I'm raising this issue is that it creates a very bad precedence if it's not carefully managed because every single person who has an, a bone to pick will go to media, rightfully or wrongfully so, and dish out whatever manner of things which may bring the entire organization into disrepute. And perhaps maybe that's the reason why Mpumakana's board felt very strongly that they needed to terminate, uh, uh, the contract of, um, director before it came to an end purely because uh, the ailing entity, who was, whom we know that is already in a, com- in a complete mess, uh, and became even worse uh, because um, he just didn't observe that particular principle, which for me is quite is quite critical. Um, needless to say, we all know what has happened in Eskom. In so that's the kind of issue that I wanted to quickly throw in my my, my view. Anyway, moving along, um I. As I've indicated earlier that I'm joined by Fred Kumar, who is a journalist and renowned publisher, uh, that uh, my mutabate, TV and movie producer, as well as prophet, a renowned poet and voice artist. These uh, individuals, uh, professionals, are going to give us the insights on the worldview of creative art, as it were. In making sense of that, um, I just want to paint a picture of how one needs to look at the arts fraternity, as it were, because it is important to locate our conversation in a context of a macroeconomic space. When you look at the creative arts uh, economy, which contributes significantly to the South African economy, according to the, for example, according to the South African Cultural Observatory, arts and culture contributes close to over 100 billion rands, and which translates to, give or take, 6 or 7% of the GDP. And at the international level, the UNESCO, uh, is of the view that the art sector accounts for 3.5 percent to global GDP, with the you know uh, employment uh, opportunities created via this particular spring uh, stream accounting to about 6.5 percent. Evidently, we are dealing with a big player here. Uh, without any waste of time, as I'm. I was projecting that uh, the look and feel of what is to, is to expect in, in my conversation. Let me take this opportunity to welcome Fred, Mai, as well as Prophet. Gentlemen, good morning and welcome to Beyond Governance. Good morning, Dr. Mbele. Good morning, and
2: uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to have been invited to your beautiful and incisive show. Uh, my name is Fred Kumalo. To enter this uh, conversation about the role of the arts uh, in, uh, in society, We've launched this venture, uh, which responds to the question that you're raising. Uh, The venture is called Monday Blues. Uh, So briefly, a historical overview goes back to the 1990s, whereby a gentleman uh, by the name of Peter Makorube, who was a music promoter, publisher, and a larger-than-life person in the artistic community, created a platform whereby physically every Monday, people would gather at Times Square in Yorville Johannesburg, and uh, listen or observe or, or participate in any artistic endeavor uh, that would be uh, performed on that every Monday. So uh, that was in the 90s, and time has moved. And just to give you an example of people that were forged uh, through the, the fires of the Monday Blues under Peter Makoreba's uh, Stuart, Stuart, Stewart stewardship. Uh, Moses Moleleko, the late pianist, is one of those people who performed at Monday Blues. Slick Angel, the musician and singer and the guitarist, was also baptized through the fires of Monday Blues. And personally, as a writer, Fred Kumalo, before I published a book, I've since published 17 books, but the, f- the first book was first uh, read at Monday Blues. So this gives you the kind of uh, platform and the stature of that platform that was created in the 1990s. But the gentleman passed away a few years ago, but we decided to resuscitate that platform. So there is now Monday Blues uh, being performed at Tirana Cafe in Norwood. That is the kind of venture that we believe is necessary to give a voice to many struggling and some established artists who are struggling to get a hearing To get platforms. I mean, COVID was devastating to the industry. So we are saying, let's gather together again as artists and uh, showcase our work and get a public buy-in. And we've created this venture and we've done uh, one performance so far we want to continue with the venture but let me pause okay. there i wanted to give a historical historical overview
1: sure on that note let's take a quick break we'll come back in a second and bring in here ndatemi Mutubati. beyond governance making sense of doing business in south africa is proudly sponsored by plus 94 research the science of decision making welcome back this is beyond governance here at 101.05 fm my name is nimrat mbale and thanks for joining us. I am having a delightful conversation with uh, Fred Kumal, who is a gen- renowned journalist, uh, Mai Mutubate, TV and movie producer, as well as prophet, renowned poet, and voice artist. Before we took that quick break, we got a very interesting overview of the world of arts uh, through the lens of uh, Fred Kumalo, giving us really insights on some of the ventures that they have embarked on in trying to resuscitate the legacy of Peter Makube. You know, before we proceed, let me just quickly bring in here and give us your overall view of the arts and culture before getting into the nitty-gritties, based on what you have proposed as a solution or one of the solutions, if you like. Mtubatse over to you.
3: Like Fred has just explained that, you know, we've seen the need for resuscitation of the arts, but mostly importantly, it's the resuscitation of arts culture. Because, you know, there was a time in New York when the whole Youville, just a short street actually that was called uh, the Rocky Street it was the hub of the arts and artists. You go there and be inspired just being around other artists. I mean I can mention over 10 or 20 artists that I've met on that street only and we became so uh, attached as artists and we supported each other and that's what we want to bring back you know because there's a time when Uville started to dilapidate and and we moved out of it. But now, as we moved out of it, we went separate ways. So what we're doing now, we want to bring all these artists at one spot and create that hub again where there'll be that culture of artists that, that we shouldn't be individualistic in the sense that this is how we are today. There's somebody somewhere that is trying to hustle. You know, there's an artist somewhere hustling, trying to make some crafts. And we just, we're just saying, let's come together like we used to in the past. Cause you know, I'm one of the product of uh, Monday Blues. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I, 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 I've recited my poetry, I've recited my prose. This is exactly what we want to do. We just want to bring artists back together and be able to share our expertise, be able to kind of promote art and also looking into You know, you can never walk alone. You can never make it alone. We need to be in a certain kind of group that we can be able to even uh, convince the government to take at it serious. Because right now, individually, we we can't be taken seriously. I'll just pause there and give profit probably to say just a few words as well.
0: I think the other point of, about the the Monday blues, for me, because when Fred Kumalo has uh, said to me that, you know what, um, there's a need in Grand Avenue to basically uh, do something that has to do with books, art and everything. And then the concept uh, that sprang in, it it, it is the Monday blues in itself, which actually um, it was uh, surrounded around the name, which actually all of us, we know it, Pijama Gurube. Now, the major component is that because now Monday blues was never actually being coined as a real, because politicians as well, business people, they've been very much associated to Monday blues. And at this particular point in time, because arts and culture in itself in South Africa, it's in fragmentations. Now, Monday blues has been one of the components that actually has brought artists quite very much centrally together and made sure that actually these people that are networking amongst each other and the business people they can be able to find the creativity of the country within one spot. And I think now what is happening at this particular point in time, it is that we are moving to gradually now to a point of saying that um people can be able to find the attitude the the perspective the the uh, what actually art needs to say in the bigger scheme of things as we have alluded even uh, previously that i mean 4% of the GPD is the contribution of arts. But we need as well to be careful that when we say that the contribution of art is 4%, we're not only talking to populism of the arts itself, which actually it is the music and so on. We have literature, we have poetry, we have visual arts, we have a fashion in itself and so on. And these are the kind of things that now uh, we have been lacking the space uh, a, a central space that actually it is not only popular or it is not only in the media perspective, but a place that actually says that as ordinary people, those who are developed and those actually who are developing, we are always in having a space where we can be able to come together and find each other and exchange in terms of idea, because, you know, in the art, you can never actually
1: develop your own art on your own. Thanks for that observation. Can I just interject? Because the three of you have made very pointed points that that begin to ask a bigger question. Before you get to a solution, you need to understand what are the underlying issues or challenges. One could argue there is a, I don't know, what is a mischief in the broader arts and culture fraternity, particularly when you're looking at actor groups. You've got um, civil societies as an actor group. You've got associations of art and cultures actor group. You've got government as an actor group. Your overall observation in terms of the extent to which these actor groups are able to harness their energies to a point where the ventures such as Monday Blues can be researched. what is an issue there? If you would you know give us a sense unless if I picked it up well, you spoke about struggling musicians or struggling artists, you spoke about the need to for collaboration, which is a currency that is currently needed. Uh, you spoke about importance of networking, you spoke about the need to elevate the posture of individuals beyond them as individuals because there seem to be currency in the numbers. Take us through the bigger picture. Before we get to the intricacies of what you're trying to propose, my view is very simple. If you are not able to diagnose a problem, your challenges are also going to be ill-defined or your solutions rather, are going to be somehow ill-defined. If I could bring in Fred from that point.
2: Sure, so Dr. Campbell's point of departure, the premise we, we embark from is we do realize that there is a lot of activity in the artistic community. But our engagement with uh, important, such, such important stakeholders as government is rather fragmented. So by creating structures such as uh, Monday Blues, because Monday Blues previously was very spontaneous and loose, uh, loosely organized, if it was organized at all. It was very spontaneous. It wasn't even a registered organization. So now we are formalizing this entity to say this could be a repository uh, for artistic community to engage, to use, to engage government. Uh, if they, for example, there are people, uh, groups, performers, uh, writers who want or to access government funding from the arts and culture department, they could use such an established structure as Monday Blues, as a backer, as an, as a, an organization that is going to help them frame their proposal and uh, engage at a very professional level with the other side, which is the Arts and Culture Department. So merely what we're doing here is trying to bring some logic and a business a structure and organization to help the artistic community engage government at a very professional level. So, we become, in a sense, a lobby um group lobby organization uh, although it's early days yet, but that is where we envision ourselves in a in the
1: near future well, thank you very much for that observation and that i i mean Fred is putting a very interesting uh, mental picture that you guys are foreseeing you know the Monday blues venture of resuscitating Piama ambition, so you like, or ideals, as you like, to have it as a depository of artistic community, which would engage or better engage with government for the current assumption, based on your view, is that the art and culture community is fragmented?
3: Yes. Um, you know, Dr. Ambele, I, I will tell you that, you know, um, there's a saying that uh, life is understood backwards and lived forward. So, you know, we cannot allow what we have experienced in the past uh, allow it just to kind of you know uh, uh die like that uh, uh which is something that was so kind of uh fruitful and was an incentive to, to a lot of us so i think what we are trying to do now is just to say let's move forward now and the other thing that fred mentioned was that you know this monday blues it was never registered it was you know it was very spontaneous Now, what we want to do now, we're saying that, yes, that's how it was in the past, but how do we improve this? And how do we make it never, ever to kind of, because it shouldn't just be something that we do today when I'm not there, it doesn't happen. When Fred is not there, it doesn't happen. We want it to be something that now it will be forever there, even by the day that we are no longer here, it should be something that will be sustainable, something that everybody will be. It's not ours. It will be for all the artists. It's not just for the three of us. We are just touching the foundation and saying, here's a foundation, but this time we want this foundation to, to stay. This time we are using concrete. We are no longer using ocean sand, uh, beach sand. We are now using concrete. We want it to stay forever.
2: To add uh, to what um, Nakomet Mai is saying there is um, many organizations die because they are based on personalities. We are trying to avoid uh, the cult of personality. We are creating an organic being here, organic uh, entity that shall hopefully live beyond us. We want to leave a legacy that can be sustained by generations to come, something that uh, generations down the line can tap into as a, a source of inspiration and uh, some kind of a compass that they can use to navigate themselves in these troubled waters of the artistic world.
0: Yeah, and the other thing, that Dr. Mbele, that I want to maybe contribute on in terms of the business landscape. Um, you see, art has been understood as a, as a, as a picture of entertainment. But also what actually Monday Blues will be bringing, especially now as we are starting it in Grand Avenue, it is to say all business people, they need to recognize the contribution of art in the bigger scheme of things as well. That we are informing infrastructure, we are informing uh, 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 architecture, we are informing the society in terms of... uh, the nitty gritties of social behavior currently and so on and stuff like that. Because culture is not like tradition. Culture is something that is constantly evolving. And therefore, when it is missing into into the schemes of person-to-person, whereby it's just only in the social medias and so on, people, they don't get the reality of really what really uh, is the purpose of arts and culture. And I think Monday Blues, uh, in terms of effectiveness... It is what actually it needs to bring, because somebody can run a restaurant, but over and above you find that they are missing the picture of what really uh, informs their space, what really what kind of people are coming there because last time when we actually we, we, when we, we we launched the Monday blues um, on the third, what was very much surprising is that we are hanging around uh, people uh, people who are serving us, even the restaurant owners and the the waitress and so on. But they only know people according to their bank cards, uh, tapping on the machine and so on. But what they really don't know, they don't know the value as artists, what we are bringing in the space. We'll talk about Escort, Tirana, New York Cafe and so on. But what do we really bring in terms uh, of, of the business value as artists? It is this thing that actually people become inspired people are giving ideas into their business whatever and so on so art it is it, it is something that is really really relevant and i think well, that is that is the real thing that actually monday blues is bringing on into the table
1: in the biggest on, on that note uh, i like how the energy is currently evolving let's take a quick break we'll come back in just a second Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. Welcome back. This is Beyond Governance here at 101 Port Nag High FM. Nimrod Mbele here. I am joined by Fred Kumar, who is a journalist, a renowned publisher, uh, Mai Mutubat, a TV and movie producer, as well as a prophet, a renowned poet and voiceover artist. Before we took that quick break, the colleagues here were giving me a, a very interesting value proposition, which they hope through the venture called Monday Booze, which is a, an attempt to resuscitate Peter Makurube's vision is likely to take or has taken off. And before we took that break, interesting insights that I've picked up. One is that the, the, the Unix proposition, based on what I've deduced from Fred, is that other entities have died purely because they revolve around individuals. And what and two, there's a need to allow the space to to develop organically to a point where it is income generating. And there's also a point about understanding the the role of art and culture as a business and the extent to which artists themselves understand themselves first and foremost as a business, whether you are an individual as a poet, a movie producer, whatever the case may be you are a business. so these are some of the nuggets that I'm picking up based on the colleague's uh insights as as we proceed, coming back to the point that Fred mentioned that. It's quite interesting how you know, and again, it compares well with my uh, value as well. That going beyond this idea, you have to create a solid depository. So, how many artists are you guys looking at? Um, I, I'm, I'm sure to profit's view, it's all encompassing. What will you define as a success? Um, should this venture take off as you see it?
0: The success uh, as as this venture is is that. Um... We are looking at uh, putting together the, the well-established artists and the other upcoming artists. It's, it's almost like a Dayton kind of thing, the relay uh, a situation, because when we are always interacting from a distance as artists, the nature of culture, the historic part of it, the memory actually uh, get very much uh, watered down. But the success also in this particular uh, part of Monday Blues is that there'll be byproducts which actually will spring from the Monday blues, whereby artists, they come, they present their ideas, we get into conversation. And then from that particular conversation, we build a certain narrative, whether it will be in film, in books, in acting. Some of them actually there'll be Because you must remember that actually, you know, the nature of art and culture in itself is that people, they might think that they are coming into the space or the platform as artists, but only to realize that they are only learning their creative spirit. And then from learning their creative spirit, they are becoming successful bankers, they're becoming successful business owners, they're becoming successful uh, architectures in various kind, kind of things. And we have seen actually art directing people in this kind of form. And the other thing is that we should look at this because within our education space, what mostly lack in terms of art history, people are lacking to learn themselves holistically. So we are giving now a platform whereby people as well can be able to let loose of themselves and to be able to understand themselves spiritually, emotionally, and mentally so. Because this is what art actually brings. And You look at European culture of education a lot of people um, who are actually very renowned academics, they have learned various things about their own lives and uh, their own creative spirit. Either the person is a good pianist, but in secretive or uh, actually a painter, um, like Winston Churchill himself. I mean, when he ever take uh, off road in terms of his political uh, uh, understanding, he will always come back into painting in order to basically unfold himself better in another language
1: let me just bring Fred and Ma here just on that you've raised few pertinent points there will be a byproduct which means there will be a whole lot of other value that various forms and shapes of arts will be bringing into the particular space you spoke about ideation because you want to create a hub of ideas that would eventually change the narrative of the art and culture in the country so it's quite massive which is something that I particularly like because we're not pitching at a a bottom of an apex or bottom of the pyramid. You you're really pitching this idea at the strategic apex, which would, when well crafted and well developed, likely to 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 lead to the kinds of aspiration that you're putting forward. Your take again on the bigger picture, Fred, as well as mine.
2: Yes, Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, doctor. Um, I was getting worried that uh, the more we we, we speak, the more passionate we become. We also become a bit abstract. The listener sitting at home listening to us now is saying, what exactly are these guys doing at a physical, practical level? So at a practical level, this is what happens. Once a month, because for a start, it's going to be once a month, and it, it, it will improve. But at this basic level, we are hosting this evening called Monday Blues because the space that is available to us at the moment only allows us to use it on a Wednesday. So we call it Monday Blues on Wednesday for practical reasons. And it resonates, it's memorable and so on. So what happens there is we invite artists uh, from different uh, disciplines. We've uh, invited poets you're going to be inviting musicians you're going to be inviting uh, book publishers you're going to be inviting painters even to come and uh, um, showcase their work. so it becomes kind of a, a marketplace for 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 the artistic industry. So going forward, we shall be inviting uh, artists because it's it's an open open <clears throat> uh, ended situation where we invite artists to come and interact with each, with each other. And those who have works in progress. Let's say I'm writing a novel. I'm not done yet. We will give you uh, four minutes, five minutes to read a chapter or two to the audience. Uh, who knows? Who maybe in the audience there could be a publisher, a person interested in helping you that uh, get that story published. Uh, you bring your paintings there. People buy and sell. Um, people buy your, your, your products, and uh, so it's it's an exchange. So yeah, as I say, it's a marketplace where artists from different disciplines will be coming forward and saying, this is what I do. Where do I go now? How
3: do I sell it? Uh, Just to chip in the uh, the compare, I'll say that, you know, if you can imagine uh, the flea market during those days, you know, this is kind of that setup where everybody brings what they have and it's there for you to consume. So, I mean, the 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 first session that we had we had writers who sold books, who sold their books there. We had poets that performed. Uh, the only one, uh, the, the only art form that we didn't have, it was painters and uh, musicians, you know, but we are getting there. And the other thing that we want to, as we move forward, we'll be having, we want to, cause Grand Street very mixed. We, you know, you've got your artists, you've got your business people, you've got, your, uh, uh, corporate. So, what we want to do, we also want to introduce art to those that are not even, you know, into that space. You know, for instance, your corporate. On, on our next session, we'll be having Mr. Semtima in corporate, the, an executive coach. He'll be there. He's also an author. So we, we are also stepping into that corporate world where we, we want to marry the, the arts and the corporate so that, you know, we can understand each other, which will be easier even in terms of, Sponsorship for 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 the, the arts.
1: Absolutely, absolutely it makes absolute sense. That do bad because I I could relate. Because two things that Fred has raised, which are important for us to take this kind of conversation forward, is really. What is your venue proposition? Over and above these nice ideas, there, there are few practical elements that you are proposing, which are already underway in some instances. This is like your monthly get-together, if you like, of a marketplace where you invite your publishers, you invite your poets, you invite your book writers, and so on and so forth, which marries to the point because ultimately, the arts and culture fraternities limitation has always been uh, almost operating at the peripheral business, the idea of bringing business community closer to what you are doing creates an opportunity for business to invest in specific genre of art and culture, which is the overall purpose of your existence, uh, I would imagine. For most of entities or establishments failed to leverage a business appetite on what actually exists. And the second biggest point that I'm picking up is that you want to create a platform that could be used as a lobby group for government to begin to look at programs and policy issues slightly differently. Am I going to interpret your your thoughts and your bigger picture in that way?
3: Yes, I think you've got it. Because, you know, the the other thing that I wanted to add is that, you know, if we look at... What, what, what kind of art forms are usually on, on the, on, on, on the front? It's music. We've got painters. We've got poets. You know, we, we've got all sorts of, a lot of criterias in the art. So what I are trying to do is that let's give everyone a fair chance. You understand what I'm saying? Because if we put it there with all these other disciplines of art, and we put it on, on the same space. They will get the same kind of uh, recognition. And we invite, uh, cooperate, we invite business into that community. So it means that one that is interested mostly into painting, they will start to kind of get to understand painting. They will start to get to understand poetry. They will start to understand comedy. They will mm-hmm. start music. You, you know, all these types of disciplines, we want to bring them in one stage.
1: Absolutely you, um, uh, intriguing. Yeah, please, please, Fred, proceed.
2: Yeah, uh, Doctor, um, the thing is, um, we underestimate art, but we we don't we can't exist without art. I mean, yes. we I mean, we listen to music at any given time. We, we are driving, you're listening to music. We are home, you're sitting in front of a TV, you're watching a movie. It's made by artists. Uh, you go to the cinema if, for those who still go to the cinema. Those products are produced. By artists, Um, so the Americans are a a good example of what art can do to society. Because in times of crisis in America, they the politicians would turn to Hollywood. Hey, we are in trouble in Iraq. Make a movie about us in Iraq, about America in Iraq. During the Cold War, how many movies were made about uh, America and Russia? To use the arts to communicate a very powerful message to say this is who we are as Americans. Now, here in South Africa, we don't have that yet. So it's um, ventures such as these that um, are going to contribute to um, that conversation that is going to help the community at large, the society at large, um, to have this uh, conversation, this interaction to say, what are we as South Africa?" So we need those, uh, these kind of platforms to say, well, we contribute in a way in identity uh, formulation a patriotic outpouring uh, through the arts, through music, through movies, through books, and all that. It's it's a very powerful tool. I mean, look at South Korea, for example. There's a thriving movie industry in South Korea. And those movies have put South Korea on the the world map. Look at their music. It's called uh, K-pop. It's making billions, and it is helping contribute a lot to the South Korean GDP and to make South Korea visible at the table of nations internationally. So we have that opportunity as South African artists to do that as well.
0: Yeah, this is what we call soft power, uh, Dr. Mbele. But just to, uh, my parting point is this, in terms of the nature of art, obviously my nature is a poet. My resistance is my persistence and I remain to be as constant like change.
1: Thank you, sir. uh, We're going to have to take a a last break, and we'll wrap up uh, on that particular note. Beyond Governance, making sense of doing
0: business in South Africa, is proudly sponsored by Plus 94 Research,
1: the science of decision-making. Welcome back. This is Beyond Governance. Uh, my name is Nimurti I've had the privilege of being joined by Fred Kumalo, who is a journalist and a publisher, my TV and movie producer, as well as Prophet, uh, as you've picked up in the last note, uh, he's quite poetic and uh, very energetic in so many ways. I suppose that's what defines him. As we gravitate towards the end of our conversation, the two things that I want to personally be um share with you or give us your take on. First and foremost, we can't underestimate the value of security. To what extent are you working with other stakeholders to ensure that a person that's listening to the show who's quite keen would want to come to um you know that particular establishment is safe. Take us through those kinds of issues. For that is a deal breaker. We know crime is a big issue in our country.
2: Yeah, so the whole enterprise happens at uh, uh, Cafe Tirana on Grant Avenue in uh, Norwood, uh, Johannesburg. Uh, this is generally um, a very safe neighbourhood. But of course, South Africa, as you know, we can't guarantee anything. But we can safely say it's a very safe neighbourhood, and there is a police station just around the corner. There are security patrols. So, so in terms of park your car, they are safe. The neighbourhood is safe. And, of course, the, the venue itself, it's a restaurant, so there is good catering, there's food, there are beverages, and uh, the, the vibe, the ambiance, is very, very uh, conducive to the, the cultural
3: um, interaction that we, we have embarked um, upon. Uh, and, sure. just, and just to add on that, um, it's not only a police station, we have a, a balance. Uh, police barracks. That's <laughs> around the
1: corner. <laughs> I, 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 and most Th- of that, them. That makes me feel very, very most safe. Of them are police patrons. barracks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, most of them are patrons there, so, so, it must be safe. I mean, really. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, the, yeah the, the environment is very safe. But I think as well, apart from guaranteeing the safety, this is what art really has to bring. Because, you see, the danger of loitering energy, uh, Dr. Mbele, it is that uh, most of the time people they get drinks they eat and so on and and then from there they don't know what else to do because the stomach is full the mind is drunk and so on but the security in itself it is art that we bring to monday blues on a
2: wednesday
3: <laughs> There's
2: the part for you There's the part
1: <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely Gentlemen, we unfortunately you are going to leave it here It has been absolutely beautiful for you coming through dressing the Beyond Governance airwaves with your insights um, around this particular incredible venture that you've just embarked in uh, We wish you nothing but the best We'll certainly uh, take it from here and we'll hear As we proceed, how the Monday Blues trying to promote the legacy of Vitaamakurumbe is unfolding as we proceed.
0: No, Dr. Mbele, this is Beyond Governance, and my name is Prophet JD.
1: I I thank you very much. Hey, Prophet, you must arrest it For (laughs) it. (laughs) you. Dr. Mbele, this is Red Kumalo.
2: Dr. Mbele.
3: Thank you very much for hosting us, and uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, this is my Mutibaza.
1: Thank you very much. Hey, anyway, colleagues, uh, that was a very thought-provoking and insightful conversation I've had with the incredible trio: Fred Kumalo, who is a journalist and renowned publisher; uh, Mike a TV and movie producer, as well as a prophet, a poet, as well as a voice-over artist, giving us a very interesting uh, thought processes around how they. Seek to contribute to betterment of the fri- of the uh, African cultural fraternity. They have established an entity called Monday Blues, um, in in the obviously to resuscitate the memory or the legacies of Peter Makurube uh, and they are inviting uh, publishers, they're inviting musicians, they're inviting poets, they're inviting pretty much um, all the different disciplines under the. Uh, arts and culture fraternity. What is quite key is the extent to which collaboration has been seen as a currency, which needs to be pushed forward. And and hopefully this venture, when it takes off as it should, will be able to to be used as a depository of knowledge insights around the best way to resuscitate or put the art and culture. Uh, to a different level. We hope nothing uh, will go wrong to, in, on this particular venture for it is quite important that we continue supporting these kinds of ideas, particularly from the business front. Uh, Nimrod Dembele here signing off. It has been absolutely beautiful. Look after yourself. Shalom.